Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. You guys are in for a treat today. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Art of Pay Traffic podcast. Rick Mulready here. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me today. I really appreciate you for giving me your time. This is episode number 164, and I am really excited to welcome another one of my students to the podcast. Her name is Tiffany Cavan from the Kids Cooking School, which is a nonprofit cooking school for kids in Lino Lakes, Minnesota. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Earlier this year, she was brand new to Facebook ads, and she's been learning how to use them to grow her cooking school over the last several months. And I've been tracking her progress really carefully. And finally, I was like, you know what? I would love to have you on the podcast here to share your story because I feel like so many of you will get a ton out of hearing from her and her journey. So today, you're going to hear her story, how she is growing her cooking school with Facebook ads. And even if you don't have a local business, this is going to help you regardless. If you have a local business, if you're managing ads for other businesses, if you have an online business, regardless of what you're doing, there are so many different things of what Tiffany's doing here that you're going to hear about that will be really helpful for you. So we're going to dive into the Facebook ad campaigns that she's run, the challenges that she's faced, and different things that she's tested to get results, including what she did to make $1,600 in revenue from just a $25 Facebook ad spend. We talk about how she uses audience data to hone in on who she needs to be speaking to and targeting with her Facebook ads. And she takes us through really deeply how she's doing this to the point where we haven't talked about this sort of thing in an interview here on the podcast in the, in the depth that Tiffany does today. Really good conversation around how she does her audience uh, data research. We talk about what she does to reach her very geographically targeted audience, how she used Facebook to build a community, 
and momentum for her business months before it even opened. We talk about why as a business owner who's wearing nine different hats, why she still feels it's important to be focusing on marketing her business with Facebook ads herself. And she also shares how she's also now working on a membership site for kids that want to learn how to audition for kids cooking shows on national TV. It's super cool. One thing I really want you to listen for is Tiffany's amazing mindset and her approach to marketing her business on Facebook. This mindset of willingness to test different things out and play around with different ideas, in my opinion, is really what sets her apart. One of my favorite interviews on the podcast so far. Now, before we jump into it with Tiffany, I want to let you know that on Monday and Tuesday, November 13th and 14th, that's this coming Monday and Tuesday, I'm doing three live online trainings. If you are interested in creating a business around managing Facebook ads for other businesses, then this training is going to be for you. You're going to learn the five steps to creating an awesome Facebook ads business, what it takes to build a successful Facebook ads business from scratch. I'm going to be getting into things like a simple formula for attracting and closing a consistent stream of ideal clients with budget to spend, and that won't drain the life out of you. That's really important. We're going to talk about how to have your Facebook ads business up and running with clients fast or massively scaling it if you already have a Facebook ads business. I'm going to be sharing a bunch of case studies with you. For example, how one Facebook ads manager went from a monthly retainer of just $165 per month per client to over $2,000 per month per client within a year while raising three kids and a whole lot more. Again, I'm doing three live trainings this coming Monday and Tuesday, November 13th and 14th. And to reserve your spot for a day and time that works best for you, just go to rickmulready.com forward slash ad manager three. That's rickmulready.com forward slash ad manager. That's A-D-M-A-N-A-G-E-R, the number three, ad manager three. Looking forward to seeing you there. All right, my friends, without further ado, let's go talk with Tiffany. Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm super great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be talking to you because um, I've been watching your progress over the past few months here, and you've been making some amazing progress with your Facebook ads. And I want to dive into all of that uh, here in this conversation with you. But I first want you to introduce yourself to uh, AOPT Nation here and tell us uh, who you are about your amazing cooking school business for kids. I want to hear all about that. Oh, well, thank you. So I am the founder and chef at a nonprofit cooking school in Minnesota. And we focus mainly on kids. And so all of my classes are for kids, mostly ages 8 to 13, but we take them a little bit younger and a little bit older, depending on what their needs are. And we have a retail space that we built. That's where I'm standing right now. And we have eight stations, and we're just about to launch an online program uh, nationally at the beginning of November. And we've been open since February, and it's like the greatest thing I've ever done. So wait, I didn't, I didn't know that you just opened up in February. Yes. So what were you doing before that? I am a recovering marketing (laughs) addict. So I worked for a couple of brands. I worked for Marcus Sheridan at the Sales Lion. And I was kind of his right-hand person for about a year. And before that, I just had different marketing jobs through the years. And 
Marcus was really great. There was a point when he recognized that I was happy, but I knew that I could do something more. And so Mm -hmm. he gently pushed me out of the nest (laughs) and said, I really want you to go do something that really fills your heart. And so I spent a year figuring out what that was. And this amazing cooking school is what came out of that. That is awesome. I didn't know that backstory. I love that. I love that. Super cool. So you've been open since February. Mm -hmm. What time, I mean, you have this marketing background. What type of marketing were you doing? I mean, so we're, we're, we're here in the middle of October. So Mm -hmm. what, eight months ago or so, um, you've been doing this now. Did you come out of the gates doing marketing? What what did that look like when, when you first opened up? Sure. So when we started building the school, it took about four months to physically build everything. And so during that time, I was building my Facebook audience. I really felt like Facebook was the one platform that I was going to focus on and just be all in. Moms and their kids Mm -hmm. are just, their kids really aren't on, but moms are on Facebook, my demographic. And I literally spent six weeks from Black Friday until early January, which is when I was hoping to open And I just tested things. I wanted to figure out what my demographics were, what the age range was, and were dads watching. And I learned some very, very interesting things that really allowed me to tailor my target audience so that I could start running ads for my classes. So you were doing this work prior to opening up in February. You were building the momentum, building the community at that point. What type of content were you putting on the the page there? I love that you were posting content. You were doing this from a strategic perspective. You're like, all right, I'm going to put content out there and then you know, use analytics and so forth and insights to learn more about the audience that is engaging with that, uh, with the page. What type of content were you putting out? Sure. So every week I did an update on construction and just, I literally stood in here. I keep saying, I'm going to go do this time lapse of all the photos because every day I stood in the front door and took a picture, but I did an update and I did a lot of video and I also ran a giveaway. So I gave away a stand mixer, a professional KitchenAid stand mixer. Okay. And I probably, that took me well, my friends and family that love me, they were my first 50 subscribers. Right? Sure. So I did that tactic, which was yep. I asked everybody I know, please just watch me and share and somebody out there will notice, right? Yeah. And so I started with my 50 friends and family and then them just sharing took me to about 100. Okay. And then the giveaway took me from probably 100 to 500. Okay. How did you now, do that? What, 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 what sort of process did you use for that giveaway? Sure. So I did a little video. Again, I put the actual box of the KitchenAid stand mixer and I stood here in a construction zone and said, we are opening and I really want to get the word out and I want to thank you for that. And so I'm going to do this KitchenAid giveaway that we just bought at Black Friday and it's a $279 value. and it was an interesting learning experience because about half of the, oh yeah, we guessed the opening date. That was part of the um, giveaway. Guess the opening date? Guess the opening date of the, of the school and okay. you would win the 
you would win the stand mixer. Got it. Got it. That's what it was. What if you had multiple winners? Were you going to have multiple mixers? <laughs> no, but I said that I was going to do a drawing if oh, okay. we had multiple people on the Got same okay. date. Cool. Now, I will tell you that I learned so much about the fine details that from the questions that people were asking. And that yep. was one of them. Like, what if there's more than one winner? What yep. if I don't live in Minnesota? And then I went, oh my gosh, now <laughs> I have 300 people that are on my list that yep. don't even live in Minnesota and are not coming to my school. Yeah. So I had that kind of a learning experience. Okay, I really need to focus on targeting my audience down to Minnesota. And then I realized, well, actually, people don't drive more than 15 miles yeah. to take their kids anywhere. Right, so right. then I really started. So that's after that giveaway, then I started doing just little video update ads and talking about the kinds of classes that we were going to have here once we opened. So short little 90 second clips. Yep. And then I, at the time, all I did was boost it because I didn't know any better. So I would just boost it. So were, were these uh, videos that you're doing, I love the fact that you're doing 90 second clip updates about what's what you're going to be offering once you open. Are, are these on your phone? These on your iPhone here? They were with my iPad. Yes. iPad. I okay, literally... Awesome. I bought a $15 attachment and a yep. $20 tripod from Target. Yeah. And I set it up and I knew a few things from working with Marcus. I yep. knew some things about video and that lighting was important and that sound was important. Yep. So, I, you know, I bought a good, you know, lav mic yep. and that kind of stuff so that my sound was good. What kind and of lav I mic just, did you did you buy? I'm just curious. People ask me that all the time and there's certain there's all like the huge scale of lab mics that you can buy, right? You can buy a decent one that's a wired mic for like $30 on Amazon, or yes, you can buy like the Sennheiser wireless for $700. Right. I When I first started, I bought the $25 Movo. Okay. And okay. it was, it's got one earbud and yep. it plugs into my phone. And, you know, there's so much technology to learn about. It's very easy to get overwhelmed and to use that as an excuse to not do your videos. Yes. And what I'm here to say is pull out your phone, but use the, you know, we're using just the iPhone yeah. headphones with the mic attached. Yeah. Just do it. Just yep. start recording. Love it. Love it. And so then you started, you said you started boosting the post. Mm -hmm. Now you were boosting it to your fans, but you had also realized at that point that you were getting a mix of local and people outside of Minnesota, which you really didn't want to um, reach. So you weren't uh, targeting those videos. Like when you boosted, were you targeting them geographically or were you yeah. just boosting them to the page? So I was targeting them geographically to the state of Minnesota Got it. because okay. at that point around Christmas, I hadn't learned, you know, I learned something every time I run an ad Sure. and little side note, that was the last time you ran the Facebook ads for local. Yep. And I decided I was going to wait until the next time because I was so busy with construction yep. that I thought I can't actually do the work. And then your poor support people come April had to answer every two weeks, when's this going to open? When's this going to open? When's this going to open? Right. So in hindsight, I wish I had taken the class yeah. because it was eight months before it came around again. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I've never spent more than $20 on an ad, I'm mm. not one of those that 
oh, I wasted two, $300 a month. I've never done that. Yeah. I literally, in December, I ran four seven-day ads with a max ad spend of $10. And I had two goals. I wanted to find out exactly what my age range was. And I wanted to find out how much dads would interact. Interesting. And, okay. and what I found was that dads watched the movie. About 15% of my views was from men. Okay. But when it comes to link clicks, moms only click on the links. Oh, really? Zero Interesting. Zero dads. Zero dads click on anything. They watch, so, but so they... T- take us through how you were figuring out that information because I think this is a really good lesson for people leveraging what you're doing to learn more about who is taking the action and, and attracting your ideal audience. Absolutely. So there's this great guy that has this Facebook ads podcast that I listen to. <laughs> right? that was, that was, I was not setting you up either. I, didn't, I, was no, not, I know you were. I totally know you were. But I... And my friends laugh at me because I'm addicted to courses. I'm addicted to podcasts and I listen and I practice what you talk about. So I don't actually listen to another version of your podcast until Mm -hmm. I, and another episode until I actually try what it is that you're talking about. If that applies to me, sometimes I just listen because it's interesting to me. And, and so I learned from the podcast how to look into the performance data So it would drop down. And so in the performance data, it breaks it out by age and by gender. Yep. And so I was able to see. So the first one I did literally open wide open 18 to 65. I wanted to see, are there grandparents that are buying? And I wanted to see, are there like 12 year old kids on Facebook that are doing this? Right. I didn't know at the time it was a real quandary for myself and my volunteer team. I have this great group of friends around me that Mm -hmm. just love to help me. And I'm so grateful for that. And we really struggled with, am I talking to the kids or am I talking to the parent? And so what I learned was that kids don't do Facebook anymore. We are old school. Facebook Mm -hmm. is old school to a 12 year old. They're not on it at all. Mm -hmm. And Yes, they're on Snapchat, but like I haven't even gone there yet. I can't yeah. even wrap my head around it. <laughs> so it was so I learned who I was talking to, it being the parents. And that first ad, then I was able through the age range, I was able to narrow it down to a 35 to 55. Okay. And no, grandparents were not. Um, it was strictly moms. Got it. And then I even tried to get it a little bit tighter to 45. And because that's definitely the majority, like 80% of my audience is 35 to 45. Okay. But I do my ads to 55. I don't think it's making that much of a difference in my sure. class. Yeah. And yeah. I'm still getting that 20%. I mean, 20% is 20%. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So when you were doing this, uh, when you were starting off broad and you're boosting mm-hmm. to um, uh, Minnesota, are you, mm-hmm. and you started off broad, so you're doing 18 to 65. Is that it? Was there any other layer of targeting in there when you're boosting or were you just shooting wide and just seeing where... Uh, doing, you know, using the breakdown. So everybody listening, what, what Tiffany's talking about here as far as how she's determining these stats is that once you're running 
your campaign, you know, you can check an ads manager. It's actually next to the performance. I'm blanking on what it is, but there's a breakdown option that you can choose like age and gender. You can choose Mm -hmm. placement. You can choose location, that sort of thing. That's what Tiffany's talking about here, because then you can see a breakdown of, you know, where the results are coming from, men, women, age range, placement, et et cetera. So when you were doing that, when you started off, was it just broad targeting or did you layer in additional targets? So one thing that I struggle with is trying to figure out too many things at one time. So my husband made me promise that we would (laughs) do one thing and figure that out before we move on to the next. And that has, that advice has suited me well in this entire year. So for the first ad, I just wanted to look at age. So I, I did know about the Minnesota. So I scaled down to the state of Minnesota and then I kept the age wide. Okay. Then in week two, I narrowed it down to the 35 to 55. Using the knowledge. Again. Using yep, the knowledge. Using the knowledge. Again. Cool. From, okay. Yep. From the first one. And then in the third week, I tested, I did a split test of an image and a video. Okay. And I'll be honest, I had, I did those tests and I had no idea how to compare them. At this time, I didn't know anything about how to view the statistics. So I yeah. didn't do that again for a, for a long time. Like only okay. a month ago did I try a split after taking the course. Sure. But then I looked at it and that's when I was able to tell, well, for the videos, they're watching, but they're not clicking. Yep. Or the, and they're certainly not they're certainly not buying at that point. Okay. And um, so that's when I thought, well, even though the video is great for awareness, mm. but when I want them to click, I need to give them an image. And okay. so that is that really shaped my marketing in that my video stuff is awareness-based, but anything image-based is where you want them to click where I want them to click. Yes. Have you, I forget, have you, are you leveraging, you know, engagement retargeting based on if you're running those videos, you can build those engagement audiences of people who are watching the videos and then retarget them based on how long they're watching. So you can retarget them with the offer, you know, an image-based ad as you're talking about here to get them to click over to, to enroll. Have we tried that yet? I have not tried that yet because my audience is not big enough. Gotcha. So I'm okay. struggling okay. with yep. the ability to do that. Okay. I mean, to- yes. And, and, and I love that the fact that you have that awareness that yeah. that's going on, but also an awareness of, you know what? Video is for branding for me right now. And if I want them to click, it's going to be image. So yeah. you've taken all this information here. Mm-hmm. Now you have a lot of data to say, okay, now I want to really start diving into, and you're not spending a lot of money on your ads, but I have classes to fill, right? You have classes to fill. So take, and I know that you, as you started those campaigns to start to fill those classes, you hit a few roadblocks there and had some challenges. And then I know that you made some tweaks and these things to start to work. So kind of take us through sort of that first iteration of the campaign when you're like, all right, now I want to start filling some classes here. Absolutely. So before I took the course, then I was experimenting with posts and events. And also experimenting with 
boost versus actually going into the ads manager. So from the podcast in the spring, yeah. I got grave and I thought, okay, so what's the worst <laughs> that can happen? I put in $10 and I get nothing and right. it's a $10 learning experience. So sure. every time I do an ad, I go into it with a mindset. If all I do is learn something about my audience and my people and what they respond to, then that $10 was well spent, right? Yep. I'm not throwing $300 into it. Yep. And then when I took the course, there was two big things that is leading up to this huge, successful post that I had. And number one was I was creating events to my, my buy page, essentially. And so I was starting right off with, hi, nice to meet you. Will you plunk down $100 to my class, <laughs> right. Right? right? And even though in the beginning, I was doing a lot of this lovely warm-up stuff. As soon yep. as classes started, I got really busy and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get this event out there. And I wasn't doing a great job of the basics and warming everybody up. Yep. And so the class reminded me of that. But it also, what I loved about it was I had some examples of copy that made me completely rewrite the heading, mm -hmm. the description, yep. and, you know, all of those little pieces, I used different words. Yeah. And I paid attention to the words that my customers were using when they were asking questions. So I started asking question or posting questions about classes that I was thinking about. And then they would reply. And then I would use those words in, in the ad. I love it. Everyone always wants to know... What the, I mean, and literally I had people this morning commenting to me on a, on a, on, in one of the Facebook groups about, I want more on copywriting. I want more on copywriting. And like, yes, we can teach, we can teach copywriting. We teach best practices for copywriting, but mm -hmm. it really comes down to exactly, thank you so much for, for listening and doing this. It comes down to, talking to your customers, listening mm -hmm. to the language that they're using and using that in your ad copy. If you don't right. have customers yet, where can you get, what, what Facebook groups can you join where your ideal customers are hanging out and look at the language that they're using so that mm -hmm. you can use that in your ad copy? I mean, yeah. ah, I, I, I'm so happy that you, that you did that. One question before you go on there is when you were running these ads and, you know, and like, okay, I'm doing an event, you, you created an event, right, to fill the class. Were you targeting just your fans or were, were you going like within Minnesota again? Right. So by that time, I learned to put in my address and do a 15-mile radius. Got it. Okay, cool. So cool. I was just generally doing a 15-mile radius. I did for summer camp, people will drive a little bit further yep. um, for something special. Yep. And so for summer camp, I widened it up. But in general, I choose either... 15 miles, or if I'm going to narrow down on one school district, um, because I'm offering a class where only those kids are off of school, yep. then I choose the zip codes for that school district. And I really narrow down so that I'm not annoying the people 10 miles over that yep. don't have school that day, because I was getting a lot of, oh, this is a bummer this would be fun, but my kids are in school. So I didn't want yeah. to have that kind of conversation. So I narrowed it down even further yep. for this school year. And so I was, I was doing that with those ads. Love and it. then I got on a coaching call with you, our general, our weekly coaching yep. call and asked yep. a question 
about running multiple ads. And that's when I started doing segmenting them by school district. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to annoy those people, right? For the classes that are for all districts that are after school, I do the 15 miles. Yes, I got for you. For the and ones that are by school district, then I, I narrow that down even further. And I want to, I, I mean, guys listening, everybody listening to this, this is a really important point that Tiffany's talking about here. Tiffany's not talking about the quote unquote ideal audience size that I always talk about. You know, if you can get 750K plus a million plus on the audience size that the algorithm is a lot is liking a lot more now because it's gotten so smart, we're, we're going to increase audience sizes. We're not talking about that here. With, with Tiffany. Tiffany's targeting a very local targeted area in Minnesota mm-hmm. with you know 15 mile radius around her business, but also by zip codes, which are smaller towns. So she's looking, doing that research about school districts and so forth. Right. I mean, what on average, how big are we talking about from an, from an audience size? Sure. So when I'm doing my 15 mile radius, yeah. it's about 20,000 women between the ages of 35 and 55. Which cool. blew me away. Yeah, yeah. like I that, that would kind never of me too. Yeah. have thought that that was the case. Yeah. Now, in terms of impressions for that kind of a number, it's about two thousand. Yeah. Um, now, I'm t- also side note. I take copious notes about all of this because when I launch my online product, it will yeah. launch to the nation. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think that the age and the gender is going to change. The only thing that I will change when I move to a national audience in November will be I'll then I'll open up my geography to the whole class. But I'm figuring that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and I've done that all along. I, you know, I read Pat Flynn's will it fly book. Yep. And that has been my process this whole entire time was take something small and inexpensive and do my testing there, whether it's what kind of class do I offer what are my Facebook ads? And then I grow it a little bit every month. It's not an overnight deal. Yeah. At I, all. I, I love it. I love it. So thank you for explaining that. Uh, by the way, just as you said that, I have two of... So as so many of you guys might know, Pat is a very good friend of mine. We live both here, live here, live here in San Diego. I have two copies right now on my bookcase of uh, Will It Fly? So when this episode... I'm going to take one person who's uh, watching live right now on the Facebook page. First person to comment that I see, I'm going to send you. I'll connect with you. I'll send you a book. And then when the episode comes live, or goes live, you know, when we release the podcast episode, the first person to message me over on uh, the Facebook page, I'm going to send you a copy of Pat's book as well. Totally on the fly here. No, no pun intended awesome. as, as we're talking about that. Yeah, so it's I, a I want, great book. It is. It is a very good book here. I want to go back to the when you so you're running the events and mm-hmm. you got classes to fill. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working very well for you. It wasn't. So what was like what what did you determine why as to why and then what things did you did you do to kind of test some new things out? Sure. Well, this is one of the things I brought to a coaching call and what we were talking about at the time was warming up our audience. You know, not trying to get married on a first date. And so what I tried was a 15% off coupon. Okay. And without the coupon, when it was just an event that was linked directly to the sign up, the registration page, I think I got maybe three 
clicks. Mm -hmm. I got no sales from it. Was this still an event that you're running? It was still an event. Okay. Okay. So I, there was all of these pieces. I'm a very black and white thinker. Mm -hmm. And so I struggle with, okay, is it a post or is it an event or do I, I run all of my, uh, my e-commerce through Shopify. Do I do, do I do the product in it, you know, which I've done the product integration. I haven't gotten great results on that, but I had narrowed it down to sometimes the posts work and sometimes the events work. I haven't figured out why one way or the other. So I kind of alternate them. I run the posts. I have figured out that for, there's about a two week window of like last minute signups. Mm-hmm. So I do the events for those last minute signups and I okay. just do the posts from further out. And you can build and, engagement audiences now of people in interacting with your events. Oh, that's good to know. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. So keep that in mind. And granted, okay. I mean, going back to what we talked about with the video, they might be smaller audiences on sort of one-off cases that you're doing, but you could build those audiences over time to retarget to with, uh, you know, to follow up with them again. So just keep that, keep that in mind. So you did the 15% discount. Did that start to work for you? So in, I think nine days, I got 97 clicks. Okay. Um, So remember the first one was three. Yes. And the second one, so same class. Same exact Not even a different class. Same class. The only thing that was different was the offer. The offer. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. It was an image with, you know, early registration. So this was in August. So we had just launched our fall catalog. And okay. so I launched it in my email. I launched it to my Facebook page. And then after this call that we had, I did an ad with the coupon. And the ad went not just to my followers, it went to my targeted audience within 15 miles. Got it. And out of those 97 clicks, I got $1,600 in orders. (laughs) How much did you, how much money did you spend? Yeah. $25. (laughs) It's a no brainer. I love it. It's an absolute no brainer. I love it. So it was, so the first thing I want to call it a couple things here. Number one is you didn't give up after that first time it didn't work. You know, like, oh man, this Mm -hmm. didn't, this didn't work. So you're like, all right, you know, I think we, I think we talked through it a little bit on, on that, on that particular call. Mm-hmm. It's like the only thing I, I felt like was sort of not, not the only opportunity, but like the biggest opportunity for you at that time, because you had dialed in your target was let's, let's just test a different offer here. Mm-hmm. You know? So you said, okay, let's, let's, we'll do it at 15% off. That worked. I mean, you got 90, yeah. you said 97 clicks and you had $1,600 in sales on a $25 spend. Um, Was that an event that you were, that you would turn, was that a post? Do you remember? It was a post. It was a post. Okay. What type of, you obviously do really cool like videos and stuff like that. Was that, do you, do you recall if that was an image or a video? It was an image of two kids actually at a cooking station making something. Got it. Okay. Because going back to what you learned before, it was the image that yes. that was working for you to drive traffic and yes. to actually more of the, um, you know, the direct response type of, you know, what you were looking for as opposed right. to video being more of the branding. So you had an image, two kids cooking. I love it. 15% off class, $1,600 in sales on 25 Dollars? Are you jumping up and down with joy at this point or, or oh, what, what are you thinking at this point? 
Well, absolutely. And, you know, I think the way the universe works, whoever it is that you, you know, believe in is that it, my friend actually always says that she calls me the rainmaker, that when I need it to rain, it rains. And sometimes it feels like it's a really cloudy day. And I was nervous. And, you know, I, in a retail space, I pay $3,000 in rent every month, whether I fill a class or not. And so that came at a time that I really needed it. So to say that I was over the moon is really an understatement, right? As a nonprofit, every single dollar counts. Sure, Sure, sure. Now, so you saw success with that. Mm-hmm. Have we started to snowball that success into to other campaigns, filling other classes, filling other you know events that you've got going on? Where are you sort of at? Because I, I do want to get to the like you're launching this course and mm-hmm. you know looking at that as a strategy. But you know what are you doing now in terms of you know again putting kids in the classes there? Sure. So I I would say that I have not had the success of that one add since then, but that would be because, and this is something I really, I really want to make a point of. I fell off the wagon. Okay. I got really busy. We started filming a TV show here in the studio or in the kitchen and, and, and it's really awesome. And we're going to have all of this material to use, but I was so inundated with that that yep. I fell off of the consistency wagon. Okay, got it. And so I have not repeated okay. that success because I didn't do the work. And then, you know, so we have this October has 10 days in the month of October that kids have no school. And 10 so days in October? 10 days. If, <laughs> if you take all of the five school districts that I serve. Yeah. They don't have the same days off. So we're open oh, really? for 10 school days. Okay. Right? And that at 10 kids times a hundred dollars, that's a thousand dollars. So that's $10,000 in revenue yep. that I really want to get. Sure. And I waited too late to send out the ads. Got it. And I got rushed yep. by just doing these, you know, quick little ads. Yep. And then what I literally getting ready for the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing what I knew, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like we fall back on yeah. on our old bad habits. Yep. And so last night and this morning, I was, you know, canceling ads and putting them back up the way they were supposed to be. And I won't make that mistake again. Well, so, so I'm, I'm so glad you bring that up though, because that is something I wanted to ask you about. I mean, here you are a business owner. I mean, and you're, you've got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You, you're doing classes, you're, form, you're, you're creating a, a TV show. I love all, and, and you're doing a, uh, you're putting together an online course mm-hmm. to, to come out later this year. You got a lot going on. And right. a lot of, you know, a lot of small business owners feel like they don't have the time to run Facebook ads. And, mm-hmm. you know, my thinking on that, and I really want to hear your viewpoint on this. And if it differs from mine, totally cool. But as a small business owner, yes, we all wear many hats. We have a ton going on. But I think you're doing yourself a massive disservice if you're not at least making yourself dangerous with fate when it comes to Facebook ads and learning them so that you understand what's going on, even running them yourself. If you don't intend to do it for a long time, cool. 
but at least learn them so that you know when you outsource it to somebody, you can at least look at what they are doing and know whether or not it's working. I have unfortunately countless stories of mm-hmm. business owners coming to me and saying, I lost four, five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars yeah. because I outsourced it. I had no idea what I was looking at. I couldn't check anybody's work. And here I am. I need to learn this. Right. Where do you fall into that, Tiffany, as far as like you're, you've got a ton going on and you're doing an amazing job with your ads? Like, where do you fall in that? Oh, well, I definitely feel like I'm juggling nine balls and about seven of them are about to drop. Um, (laughs) I'm really fortunate in that the two people that are closest to me are my grounding wires, right? I'm the dreamer. I take on more projects and they're, you know, like a balloon, right? You're the visionary. Right. And they're pulling at the strings. And so both of them, as we were going into summer camp, when we were running camp from 9am to 4pm, four days Mm -hmm. a week with 10 kids. So there was 300 kids that came through here in summer camp. It's our busiest time of year. And my husband said, we didn't realize how much cleaning it was going to take. And so he had me invest in the tasks that would free me up to do this kind of work. Yep. And so I hired two college kids to, you know, $10, $12 an hour to be assistants and be cleaning assistants so that for three or four, even during summer camp for three or four hours a day, I was freed up in order to do this. And he says, remember that you, you can provide more. And so if you, if you clean for four hours and you put your marketing price tag on that, then what, uh, what is your opportunity cost there? Right. So we did a couple of things. This was your husband. This is my husband and my best friend, Amy, who's sitting right next to me, you know, shifting notes back and forth. (laughs) Um, and so they, they both encouraged me to focus on the things that grow the business. Yep. And to bring the support in. And I'll be honest, I had to take a leap. I had no idea how I was going to pay for those employees Mm -hmm. three months down the road. I had to just assume, well, if I can spend my time on advertising, then the students will come. If I clean and I don't advertise the students aren't going to come. Right. I'm not yes. going to get any help and I'm going to be a professional housekeeper. Yeah. That's not what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So I did I lo- bring in that kind of help. I love it. I mean, and uh, I think we've talked about it here on the podcast. I know I, we, we talk about it in my courses as far as prioritizing your time and looking at all the tasks that you're doing as a business owner and classifying them because... Perry Marshall talks about this in the 80-20 sales and marketing mm-hmm. book. For anybody who's not read that book, one of my all-time favorite business books, 80-20 sales and marketing. It's a great book. And in that book, he talks about what we're, t- what we're talking about here is looking at what are the $10 tasks? What are the $100 tasks? What are the $1,000 tasks? What are the $10,000 tasks? Mm-hmm. And as a business owner, trying to really keep your, your effort in that you know, a thousand and ten thousand dollar column there. And in an example of, you know, kind of a, a ten dollar task that you're talking about, Tiffany, is like 
cleaning and sweeping the floor and that type of stuff. Right. Whereas, you know, a 10,000 might be setting the vision for your business and, right. you know, and that sort of thing and, and really right. trying to spend our time in that upper limit of, I love that you did that exercise. And I love that your, that your husband collaborated with you on that. So you've recognized, you know, that, okay, I'm super busy, but I still need to be doing this in the, in the business because it's super important. This is how other people are finding me, finding you and, and everything like that. And now you're coming into what I'm, I'm guessing is a really busy period of, of the year for you in the holiday season. Yeah. Um, so what's like, what's on tap for you here as we, as we dive into the holiday season? So we have all kinds of day classes. We are going to experiment with some classes for parents, mm. like a parent child. And so we had, we had our first one last Friday and that was a hit. And, you know, out of six people that came to class, there were three sets of moms and daughters that came in and they made macarons together, Ooh, nice. um, which has turned into our signature dish for this year. So we are adding new one-time classes so that people can come and try the classes. Yeah. And then we cover for the five school districts that we support geographically, we cover every single day off of school so that when parents have to work, they have something fun and productive for their kids to do rather than just, you know, wallow in screen time. Because in Minnesota, very quickly, it's going to be very cold. <laughs> very cold. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, so we get really busy in the wintertime, right? Yeah. Most of our students, they love to bake, which I love because that's how kids get interested in making things from scratch. Sure. And then as they get older, they want to start trying out dinners and making their own lunches and, and their abilities and their interests grow from there. And so we're starting to specialize in baking. And then we also, over the summer, we got this random Facebook message from the casting director's for the Food Network. And so the Kids Baking Championship casting directors yeah. contacted me and said, do you have anybody? And my immediate answer was, um, I don't know. And then <laughs> I started thinking about it. Yeah. And so I helped these four kids get ready and audition. And they they made it all the way to the finals, one of them. What? And That's awesome. It was, it was crazy insane. And we learned so much about that. Yeah. That now also, instead of just having classes within the 15 miles, yeah. we are actually opening up a, um, a Facebook group and an online membership where parents across the country who have these kids that want to be on these baking championships, but they don't necessarily know all the things that they need to know yeah. in order to get cast. And so that's where where I'm going to specialize in order to support my income yeah. within the cooking school yeah. so that the nonprofit yeah. can just be about the classes. Gotcha. Is that the online program that you're, that you're yes. referring to? Okay. Yes. And that comes out in November? In November, yes. And I, when it's appropriate, I have an offer or a special coupon for your audience for that. Okay. Amazing. Tiffany, I want to like bottle up your <laughs> approach and your mindset to, you. you know, for not only for not only for local business marketing, but for Facebook advertising in general. I want to bottle that up and have everybody have this sort of mindset of testing and positivity and looking at the numbers to make decisions and all this stuff. I just want to acknowledge you like you've done an amazing job. 
I've loved watching your progress and your success. And I'm super excited to see where everything goes and, and continuing to, uh, to be on this journey here with you. Thank um, you. So it's been fun. Where can people connect with you? Because I, and, and when the, you know, when the special, whatever you put together here, the, the offer for the audience, um, I'll have that on the, on the show notes page for mm-hmm. the episode here today. But I also want to make sure that people can connect with you to learn more about what you're doing and connect with you in any way and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and support you with everything you've got going on. Sure. So if you're local to Minnesota, then our website is kidscookingschool.org, just like it sounds. And if you're not local to Minnesota and you want to learn a little bit more about the baking, then we have a private Facebook group called the Kids Baking Network. And they, if you go to kidscookingschool.org slash getcast, G-E-T-C-A-S-T, then you can download a PDF that talks all about it. That's free for everyone. And then if you go to the same website, slash Rick Mulready, then that will give you a coupon code to take 25% off your first year of membership for all of your fans, just to say thank you for the opportunity to chat today. Oh, very cool. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. So, so yeah. I'm going to link everything up in the, yes. in the show notes page. Is the Rick Mulready link live now? Because we are... Okay, cool. I'm going to get the links from you. I'm going to post it in the comments below since we are Facebook living this on my Facebook page right. right now. We'll get all these links in the comments there so people can check that out as well. Tiffany, thank you. This I've had so much fun talking to you about this. Me too. Um, I'm so grateful for the time that you spend in order to teach all of us because we there's so much to know when it comes to this. It's really great to have somebody as authentic as yourself. So I appreciate I'm, I'm that. thankful as well. I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. All right. Hope you enjoyed this interview with Tiffany as much as I did. Quick reminder, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you are interested in creating a business around managing Facebook ads for other businesses, then I want to invite you to one of my upcoming three live online trainings. I'm doing them on Monday and Tuesday, November 13th and 14th. That's this coming Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to be teaching you the five steps to creating an awesome Facebook ads business. We're going to be talking about what it takes to build a successful Facebook ads business from scratch. So to reserve your spot for a day and time that works best for you, go over to rickmulready.com forward slash ad manager three. That's rickmulready.com forward slash A-D-M-A-N-A-G-E-R, the number three. Also, if you are finding value in the podcast here and you've not yet left an honest rating and review for the show over on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. It's a big help for the show. Only takes a quick second to do it. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. Coming up in the next episode, I've got another great case study coming your way. So until then, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money i see these over and over and over again and i put them together in a mini email series this is not fluff each of the seven mistakes i also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes this is good solid and it will save you money or help you make more money with your facebook ads 
click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.